Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this Super Bowl Sunday special edition of What's the Word? The show that's about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Cheryl John, and thank you for joining me. I had the honor of uh, chatting with uh, Jackie Bonani, uh, who's making her second appearance on the show. Now, she is a beauty uh, industry uh, uh, business catalyst who helps uh, who helps uh, future uh, future uh, talented and incredible, ambitious, customized students and professionals to fulfill their dreams. Now, you're going to hear uh, this interview, which was recorded on Facebook Live, on how our businesses can you, you can learn from the Super Bowl. And also, you're going to hear her uh, somewhat prediction and also my prediction who's going to win the Super Bowl today. Now, just to forewarn you, uh, my side of the video was, was uh, choppy, so you're going to hear some in and out of the show. So hope you, hope you guys bear with me on that one. I'm sorry about that. And now here's the interview with Jackie Bernardi. Hi, Cheval. Thank you so much for having me on the show again. Um, I feel pretty honored to be invited back. Must when I uh, didn't embarrass you too much the first time. <laughs> but if, if we're going to talk smack about football, we better get it out of the way early in the show. <laughs> because I came prepared for you. <laughs> really? Yes. Really? Well, you know, it was 50 years of their football back in, let's see, when was this done? 2010. So now I guess we're into year 56 for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm trying to get oh, this really? so you can see it. Yeah. This is how much my family loves me, right? My husband gave me this book, even though he is a diehard Raiders fan. Oh. Sundays during the fall in our house, if the Raiders are playing, I have to call the neighbors and warn them because my husband is so crazy and he starts yelling, but not like a little yelling. He crazy yells, and I'm always worried that they think that there's a massacre going on over at my house. <laughs> I have actually had a neighbor call one time and say, what is happening over there? <laughs> like, it's football Sunday. Nice. Well, uh, I'm glad you prepared for, for that. Uh, well, because, this, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying not to talk about smack at all because, because, I mean, because today's Super Bowl Sunday, and the festivities here in downtown is going crazy. It's now crazier than ever now. And so, so basically, um, how, how, has, how much has this been, you know, you know because sports has wrecked this event as the biggest event in the world. So, what is your thoughts of that? In terms of, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the, the first part. Uh, what are your thoughts on Forbes ranking the, the, the Super Bowl as the biggest event in the world? You know, it's hard to believe that it's the biggest event in the world. Like, because I would imagine that the uh, World Cup for soccer is the biggest event in the world. Maybe I'm wrong. 
um, it's certainly the biggest event in the U.S. You know, and um, I think that's I, they must have something to back it up. At, you know, to to say that um, I have actually never been to a Super Bowl this year. I thought we were going. I really, really thought we were going. Um, and it's an event that I would love to go to live. Uh, football, <laughs> football is one of the sports um, that I can watch on TV and enjoy. Uh, other sports I cannot stand watching on TV. I have to either be there in person or it's just not part of my world. Football I can watch on TV, but I'd love to go to the Super Bowl. So, in fact, this year we, we for a minute, thought there was a chance that it would be uh, – the Cowboys, and the Raiders at the Super Bowl. So I would like to go. I would like to go to the event and see if Forbes is right. You know, not that you would have to go to the event to prove that they're right, but I just have to believe that World Cup soccer is probably, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just wrong. Yeah, it's, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I mean, I've actually, you know, I did have a chance to be here for it. It's just really crazy to see. I mean, the festivities that are happening is just really unreal. And then, you know, seeing seeing how it's covered, I don't know. I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. So, did the whole town get spiffed up for it? Kind of like, you know, uh, when the Olympics are coming to a specific city, the whole city gets revitalized and all of that. Did did Houston uh, do anything in particular uh, in terms of uh, fancying itself up or gussied up for the for the event, or what what did Houston do? It got itself ready for it. I mean, everything got uh, you know, we know like we did recently uh, created the Houston Marriott Marquis Hotel, which is a couple blocks away from here, mm-hmm. and it's it's a really it's a really cool hotel there. And then, of course, uh, they, you know, just released the partnership tower uh, uh, late last year. That's a meeting place for each of the promotional organizations here. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I mean, it, it gets really uh, did everything well. I mean, train, like, you know, half the training, like, like we were talking before, and uh, half of the training, you know, was Well, this one, one train was, you know, completely changed in suitable colors. So it was just one of those things with most of the events that was coming here. It was like a month of before every, you know, every, uh, a month or so that the finish of training and we'll call before, you know, that actually went happen. And so it, it, has been, it has been really cool to see and then, you know, seeing how everyone, has, how they did all the course and everything. So it, it has been really uh, interesting to see and uh, really cool too. Hmm. How long have you been in Houston, Cheval? Have you were you born and raised in Houston, or how long have you lived there? Well, well, I actually lived in uh, I've actually lived in Texas for well, for almost eighteen years now. Mm-hmm. But uh, but fifteen of those years was spent in um, in a small city called Huntsville, Texas, which is about north of here. And so I actually saw I actually saw the the, the I was here when I used to I was a hunter to my son here in 2004. And now I'm actually here, you know, 14 
And so I find it very curious then that you are a um, 49ers fan. Like, how did that happen? That's <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to explain because of the fact that because the first, I believe the first football game I ever saw was, I believe it was a Super Bowl game. And it was when Joe Montana and and after that game, I think I could, it was that we came a point ahead. Got it. And I stayed at point ahead for life, even though we're not doing so well. Well, then that's a true fan, right? If you stick with them when they're down, believe me, I know something about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. promotion. You know, it's interesting. Uh, there's so many vehicles now that, and the complexion of how promotion works now, self-promotion for small business or even large business is so dramatically different now than it was even two years ago. I think the biggest shift that I've seen is kind of a what I would call a relaxation of um, the appearance of marketing and promotion. So I think what we're seeing now and what we're what I'm noticing people are responding to is authenticity. So instead of having well scripted and perfectly lit videos where you have a teleprompter and you have somebody reading from it and it's all perfect, um, what I'm noticing people are responding to are events like this where it's it's not perfectly polished, and it's not scripted, and it's not, I mean, even in the advertising, if you look uh, through, um, of course, television advertising is different, and that will always, I can't imagine a time when that won't be polished and, and perfect, but the truth is, is most small business owners are not looking for that kind of promotion anyway, can't afford it, aren't looking for that, right? They're looking to do something that is true, uh, and authentic for their business. So when I scroll through Facebook now, right, if I'm scrolling through my feed and I see um, an incredibly well done video that's, you know, they've got new angles, they've got B-roll film going in, I usually just scroll by those because I know it's an advertisement and it's probably for something that I don't really want, right? Whereas when I scroll through and I come across, you know, a video of somebody talking or a picture, just a normal picture that somebody took on their iPhone. And in fact, it is a promotion because it says, you know, sponsored at the top. I don't mind at all. In fact, those are the ones that I typically click through as opposed to the really well scripted. So 
going back to your question, I think the trends are showing that uh, using our authentic voice, whether it's in video, whether it's in how we write our posts or um, our advertisements, I think that's really being responded to very well. Um, and I think for somebody who has a small business and has very little money uh, to, to put towards marketing, all they need is their phone, right? Except unless it's a flip phone, right, which might not work out so well for them. My husband actually has one. We call him Analog Man. But so long as you have a phone and you are on the various social media platforms, this is your marketing budget. This can be the extent of your marketing budget, right? So whatever you're paying to, for your, um, for your, uh, you know, your package, your phone, AT&T or Verizon or whomever it is, and the cost of the phone, that in effect could be the cost of your marketing uh, for your business. Now, we both know that there's more costs involved, right? Uh, websites, hosting, all of that. Uh, but for very little money now, I think people are able to promote their businesses and in a really authentic way, which I think is one of the greatest things to have happened over the past few years. And I tie that in directly uh, with live streaming video between uh, platforms like Periscope and the, the former Blab uh, platform and now Facebook Live. People are having real conversations with their clients, their customers, their guests, whatever it is. So having real conversations in real time, and I think that's shifting the way business is done all the way around. not officially recognized as, but what I would propose, what I would say is that although it's not officially recognized as media, I think what we are seeing is that we're relying more on the people that we know that is not official media, more so than official media, on a lot of things. And I, it's not a political discussion, it's just literally, I think what's occurring is um, Social media is making it possible for small businesses to have a media-like presence, and that's amazing. Yeah, so, so basically, how can, um, I mean, it, it, I kind of see the trend too that, uh, you know, like, how social media plays like for example, like more, like, you know, the, during the week, you know, you know I still see how that Yeah, they just get to change how this, you know, this, 
greatly as a as a as you know, have made a Are you speaking about using it during the Super Bowl? It could be during the Super Bowl, even before the Super Bowl. To use it responsibly. Gosh, Shabal, that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, you know, clearly, uh, and I think this is a universal truth about um, social media, is that it, it's going, no matter what you do on it, it's going to follow you. Yes, there's way to delete things, but it never really goes away. And so I think that the very core of this is if you are on social media and you have a small business, right, and you're, you're um, tweeting or Instagramming or hashtagging anything about the Super Bowl and it's not uh, complementary to your brand as a business, you need to be careful. I mean, you, I think responsibility there to your who you are as a business person on social media is important. Some people have Facebook personal pages and they completely separate out their business from it by having a business page, which I think is a great practice because you can be who you are in the world, you know, as an individual on your personal page. But once you start talking about your business, you've really got to separate things that um, might not be responsible, right? So let's use my husband as an example who is not on social media at all, right? But let's say he was, right? He is a very high-level executive, right? If he got on social media and started tweeting out the things that he actually says during a game, his business could probably disappear overnight, right? So... Um, I don't know that that's a proper response to what you're asking, but it's a very interesting question. What do you think about that, Cheval? Uh, well, I think that I think you really have to know how to you know, not to be authentic, yes, but you have to know when you know when not to go out of bounds. You know, because it's like how uh, how we're going to handle this event. No, they can go press set if it's not appropriate. So it's really, it's really a tricky situation that you really got to know when you basically use the consensus and you know what you know. Because I guarantee you, you know, people are watching and, you know, they're watching to see what what's happening right now. So you, you have to be very, very careful. I'm watching folks on it, especially during the Super Bowl, because, 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 because people are watching right now to see what, what's going on right now. So, so interestingly, when you, so you're doing the social media, you're on the social media team for the Super Bowl, and uh, you've been working on this the whole week. Did did the NFL give you any gui- Did anybody give you any uh, guidelines or rules about what you could and could not do, or was it literally they just handed it over and said, 
go. Run with this. Wait a second. So if I if I had I said um, say I sent out a tweet and it says JackieBernardi.com is backed by Super Bowl. What is it? Super Bowl. Yeah. If I put that if I put that in a tweet and send it out, I could get in trouble for doing that. Uh, 
So, so this is really interesting. Let me ask you, if you don't mind me, because I'm just so curious about this, right? So you've got this great gig going on this week, right? And naturally, because the nature of the Super Bowl, you are inherently going to get more exposure, right? Because you are on the official team. How did, first off, how did you get the gig? How did you get invited to do this? Or, or was there an application process? Like, how did this happen for you? Uh, we, it was, uh, I actually found out uh, through uh, the social media versus events that happened. Yeah. 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 Month, mm-hmm. uh, I think last month. I saw a couple of people to be a part of the media. Everybody knows more. Like, what's up? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so, yeah. so, yeah. I saw a couple of people to be a part of the media. I saw a couple of people to be a part of the media. I saw Yes. So you got the gig, right? And you're meeting all these new people. Um, are you able through these new uh, new connections that you're making? Uh, is this going to? Do you see a viable way that this can help your business, or was this just um, more a passion project for you? I think it was a to tell you something. Um, everybody in my family is blown away by that you get to do this this week. Like, their thinking is, now, has it, um, like, how many hours 
have you been working on this this week? And final question on it, do you actually get to see the game? Like, do you get to go to the stadium to see the game, or are you? No, it's Okay. Oh, well, that'll be fun, right? It's not far away from the stadium. That's the thing. So it's, but, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. And how many hours have you been working on it this week? It was a good morning shift. I'll say about five hours or so, but it was good. Yeah, so this is a busy time for sure. story. This story is great. See, this is what I was talking about. Things are going to follow you around the internet, right? So this story is going to follow me around the internet. And um, But it's kind of, it, there's a lesson in this, I'm sure. Uh, but I have been a Dallas Cowboys fan, uh, really, as far back as I can remember. And it probably, if I'm being... I really am being circumspect. I became a Cowboys fan in the early 1970s, right? So nobody do the math here, but I've been a Cowboys fan for a real long time. And I was really little. And what's interesting, my dad wasn't a Cowboys fan. Um, he was definitely a Green Bay fan, right? So he, he would have been very happy during that Dallas Green Bay game a couple weeks ago. But... Um, but I was a Cowboys fan, and I think I bought into the whole allure of, you know, it was Roger Staubach back then, and it was Tom Landry, and it was always well-dressed in the hat, and the, you know, it was so exciting, and the, they had the cheerleaders that everybody knew, and they had, you know, it, the early 70s, I think, people are going to get all over me for saying this, but I think the, the 70s were the decade for football. Like, everything about football is better now, but back then, man, they played with their hearts. Like, for real, every single game, right? Or at least that's my memory of it. It could be a little delusional. Who knows? Anyway, I developed a full-on crush on Roger Starbuck. There's no doubt about it. He was probably my first crush from when I was really, really little. And... Uh, I don't know if I told this part of the story the last time we talked about this, but you know how when you're in elementary school and you're learning how to write letters, like actual letter letters to people? Well, I, I learned how to write a letter in school, 
and I thought it would be really fun to write to Roger Staubach. And I don't, back then there was no internet, so I don't even know how I found out where to send letters to. My parents, I don't know, I don't know how they, it's not like they looked it up in the yellow pages. We lived in upstate New York, but I don't know. They got the address. And I started writing a letter every single week of football season to Roger, my friend Roger, and telling him, you know, how great I thought he played that week. I told him the things I thought he could have done better. Now, you have to understand, I'm a seven, eight-year-old girl, you know, writing these letters with, I'm sure, my big handwriting with hearts over things. <laughs> I'm sure he hated these letters. But anyway, um, every single week, uh, all the way up until he retired, which I believe he retired when I was a junior in high school. Um, I could be wrong about that. I forget what year he retired. Uh, but anyway, I, I wrote him every week of football season. I wasn't crazy during the off season, but every week of football season I wrote to him. And every week or so I would get an envelope in the mail and it was from whoever his, was the director of his fan club and they'd send me cowboy stickers and pins and you know weird things like that and I had my whole bedroom my bedroom was purple but you couldn't tell because it was blue and silver everywhere for my cowboy stickers right um, but that's what I would get and I knew that this stuff wasn't coming from Roger I just you know, would get it every week. Well, he retired, and so I sent my final letter to him, and it was just essentially a letter that said, you know, uh, Mr. Stubbuck, I have, I grew up with you, and, you know, watching you play football has been truly amazing. And that was, you have to remember, the 70s were a lot of really amazing players, like really you know, they're all legends now. Um, and I told him that. I thought he was a legend and how much I appreciated his dedication to the sport and how professional he was and all this stuff. Big words for junior in high school, right? So I sent out the letter and fully expecting to get the stickers, you know, back. Thank you. You know, here's some stickers. But I didn't. I actually got a personal, I believe it was a personal letter from him. I mean, it was handwritten, and it looked like what I would imagine his handwriting would look like. And it was signed by him, and it was him thanking me for writing to him over the years. And he said, you know, I did see your letters. He said, probably not all of them, but most of them. And he goes, some of them I didn't like much. <laughs> I guess it must have been really harsh some of the years, but... Um, so I did. I, I got a personal letter from Roger Staubach. And here's, here's the terrible end to the story. I don't know whatever happened to that letter. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, I probably slept with it under my pillow for the first couple weeks after I got it. It was, it was as close as I was ever going to get to a kiss on the cheek from Roger Staubach. So uh, there you go. So it was interesting, though. The other night as uh, we were going to sleep, my husband had the TV on in our room, and for the week leading up to Super Bowl, I think it was ESPN, had a series. Every night they were showing different players in different Super Bowls and all that, and they did this whole uh, piece or segment uh, that was all on Roger now, 
you know, interviewing him now, and I haven't seen him. I really haven't seen him in years and years. So uh, that was really exciting to me to, you know, see my crush from the 70s. And that's my story. That's my football story. So, um, and I do have to be honest about this. I still love my Cowboys. They still are my team. But my absolute passion about football kind of retired with Roger, right? So I still enjoy football. It's my favorite of the sports that, you know, professional sports. Although I, I do like baseball, but staying on topic here, football. Uh, but, yeah, Cowboys. Dedicated. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about Austin. I mean, talk about uh, Dallas this year, but I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so what, what you all don't know out there in podcast land was that um, had the Cowboys made it to the Super Bowl, I, my husband and I were going to go to the game. Uh, it's our anniversary weekend, and we thought that would be one heck of a way to celebrate our anniversary. And so uh, Cheval and I were going to do the show live together, which would have been amazing. It's my only regret about, well, it's one of two regrets that I'm not there this weekend. Yeah, the regret, of course, being the Cowboys aren't there either. But it would have been really fun to do the show live with you. I mean, live, live. Yeah, of course. But- I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, funny, but here's, but, you know, I mean, but what, I'm going to let anyone know, we were talking beforehand, and I, and I was say this, I was, I mentioned to her how, you know, and it's going to apply to how to run a business, and don't take me when you say this, but unless, you know, the owners are doing the because, only because of the fact that, you know, they had a great season. But yet, they still hesitate to say that that Prescott is going to be there for the quarterback. And that's, that is kind of perfection because, one, if you're, if, if that person led you to a great season and, you know, had everyone, you know, believe that they're going to win, and, you know, that, and that team is set to be the future, and yet you still hesitate to say that, then that's kind of saying that something is kind of wrong there. Sometimes you have to know when to get out of your own way, you know. Uh, so I, you know, and I don't know if that's what's going on. And you know, frankly, um, I, I'm curious about what is going to happen next year. Uh, I, I think that some of the statements that have been made uh, by the organization, the Cowboy organization, um, may have been uh, made out of respect to Romo for his years on the team and all that, as opposed to it actually being reality. We'll see. I mean, Dax is, we'll see what happens next year. I, I have a hard time believing they're not going to use him. A really hard time. But, you know, we'll see. You're right. You're right about um, management. Like, you have a, you have a solid argument there. 
but I, I wouldn't rule anything out at this point. I think there's a lot of time between now and, and uh, preseason. Now, uh, okay, so now here's a question. Uh, I know you. What's which one is your favorite uh, Super Bowl commercial? And let me tie this into that. Why do you think it was uh, very successful? Okay, could you repeat that? Because that one was really broken up. Sorry about that. What was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? And oh. why do you think? Uh, oh. what, why do you think? Okay, so let me see if I can get a question right here. So the first part of the question was, what was my favorite Super Bowl commercial? Yes. Okay, absolutely the Darth Vader one. Okay. A couple years ago with the dad hiding with the remote and the kid with the power with the uh, lightsaber. I loved that. Um, wait, what was the second part of the question? Why do you think, uh, why do you think uh, they, you know, those type of commercials, you know, get remembered? Like behind the scenes work of why you know like how to put like how they put together the commercial. Okay, I'm so sorry, Cheval. It's it's so broken up. I'm having a hard time. I'm sorry. Uh, like, why do you think it's uh, the Super Bowl? Why do you think it's uh, why do you think those type of commercials get remembered instead of others who try to commit? Why get, do I think the commercials what? Get uh, get uh, get remembered. Oh, the quality of the the ads. Yeah, why do you think they get uh, noticed more than more than the others? Oh well, because all eyeballs in the U.S. anyway are on. They've got their TVs on that day, so um, I think the advertisers try to bring their A game. There's a lot of big misses though. Like the ads are so. So what I'm hoping for this year um, is I don't know if you've seen. The, oh, this is terrible. I don't know what car company it is, but the car company that's had all these ads running for the past month about dogs driving. Have you seen that ad? No, Okay. It might be like Toyota, Corolla. You know, they're like safe car. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's coming. Maybe it's Subaru. No, I don't know. Anyway, I'm hoping that what they've been leading up to is a brand new ad that comes out on Super Bowl night with these dogs driving. Uh, because the ads, one, have been really clever, but what they're doing, I think, is using this progression of ads to generate um, interest, not unlike a lot of um, online business marketing people do, where they'll have a series of videos, right, leading you up to a funnel. And so if, in fact, there is a brand new ad tomorrow, uh, with these dogs driving, and that's what they're doing. They're out announcing a new model of car or whatever it is that they're doing. What I think we're going to be seeing there, and I don't know if this is answering your question, but what I think we'll be seeing there is how online business and social media is now actually influencing traditional advertising as opposed to traditional advertising influencing how we do business here online. So I don't know if that's what's going to happen, um, but I've been paying attention. I'm like, if, if this is what they do with this, that's brilliant, right? And it shows that as 
um, small businesses and so on, we're, we're now starting to influence the reverse. So I don't know. Wow. All right. Uh, this is, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> um, oh, man. I lose no matter what I say here, right? So I've got family in Boston. I've got family in Atlanta. So I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say this. For Atlanta to win, they're going to have to show up with a hell of a lot of heart. That's what I'm going to say. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm hoping that nobody in my family sees this until after the Super Bowl is over. Oh, my God. I have rabid, rabid New England fans in my family. Like, literally, they foam at the mouth when a game is on. So I'm a little nervous about not saying New England. Okay, that's cool. All what right. do you think? What, what's your who, What's your pick? Uh, oh boy, I I really don't. I mean, I really don't know because the last time because last time I made predictions, the majority of time I stuck on two. Uh, you know, it's only, I had a few predictions that came through, you know, but, um, oh, God, this is going to be tough. Um, you made me do it. What? Okay, okay. Well, you know you what? Said- I'm going to say, I'm going to say that I'm going to win. That's all right. So here, I'm writing down. Cheval said, I don't have, oh, I do. Look at this. Cheval Falcons. All right. It's going up on my board. And tomorrow, there's either going to be a celebrate. Oh, you can't see it. My head's in the way. I got the moves. <laughs> Sorry, people in live video land. There. Ta-da! All right, so tomorrow either that's going to have stars all around it or it's going to be ripped in half. Tune in tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, well, uh, I guess now everyone knows uh, who I Anyway, uh, so, so now uh, what can people, can people uh, you know, first, now can you share your website of where you can find Yeah, so I am Jackie Bernardi everywhere online. So uh, my website is at JackieBernardi.com. And uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, I work with cosmetology students and professionals and helping them grow their business. And you'll find a lot of information about that on my website. Um, However, I am also a um, 
five-star rated Airbnb host, and I have started opening up a couple programs on helping other hosts get their uh, properties and their descriptions and so on ready so that they can uh, generate additional income through the share economy. Uh, and that's been really fun for me. Uh, it's a little bit of a passion product for me, and I love that. Uh, but you can find me anywhere on social media at Jackie Bernardi. So pretty easy to find. Well, uh, Jackie Bernardi, I want to say suitable weekend of uh, what you work. Uh, do you have any uh, closing remarks uh, for people who are watching it and who will be listening to this show on suitable Sunday? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that uh, what I'd say is that Cheval brings so much value by doing this show. And uh, a lot of times we have so much social media, so much noise going on around us that sometimes it's hard to see through it all and, and pick out the, um, the nuggets that, that really work. I think that uh, what Cheval do, is doing and the business model that he's kind of creating for himself is very interesting. I pay attention to that. And so if you're a regular uh, viewer of uh, Cheval's or listener, excuse me, for podcast um, of Cheval's show, he's really doing some courageous stuff and really putting himself out there. And I think that there's some amazing lessons to be learned by that. It's so easy to say no to things. Um, but when you start saying yes, Lots of great things start happening. I see it over and over in small businesses, and I see this happening with Cheval. I see it help, happening with my, um, my appearances on his show. So I think my parting word would be say yes a little more than you say no. Awesome. Well, Dr. again. Thank you again for being here. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed uh, this interview. And again, sorry about uh, the breakup of my side of the audio. Uh, but anyway, um, hope you guys uh, enjoy yourselves today watching the Super Bowl. And also those who are here in Houston participating, uh, well, going to be here attending the Super Bowl. Hope you guys enjoy the event as well. Well, if this, uh, if, this if you have missed this episode live, it will be archived on iTunes. Stitcher, and Google Play Music, and also on my uh, marketing uh, company's website, Valhalla Media, at www.valhallamedia.com forward slash podcast, that's two. That's www.valhallamedia.com forward slash podcast, that's two. And also you could uh, visit uh, Jackie Bernardi's website as well at uh, www.jackiebernardi.com and also follow her on Twitter at Jackie Bernardi as well. Well, everyone, uh, that is it for this special episode of uh, What's the Word. The show is about finding and inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Cheval John. Be real and be independent. And I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Have a great day, everyone.